Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, My next guest is Christopher Dedean, and Chris is joining us as a peak performance expert and professional speaker who's devoted his life to helping high achievers manage stress, increase productivity, and have more energy. Chris, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me. Real pleasure to have you today. Yes, thank you very much, Bill. It is a pleasure as well. Looking forward to our conversation. Same here, same here, Chris. Tell us, uh, uh, tell our listeners a little bit uh, more about you and your background and how you help folks. Absolutely. So, a bit like you mentioned, I am a professional speaker, peak performance business and life coach, and a learning disability advocate. And essentially, how I help people to really optimize their lives in every sense of the way, from the professional side to the personal side, is through my uh, coaching programs, one-on-one coaching programs, group coaching programs, as well as my speaking and consulting for organizations. So that's how I usually split out my day, and most of my work is done essentially. When when, uh, when someone gets in touch with you to, to talk to you about, um, you know, working with you, uh, what kind of things are they typically looking for, Chris? Or is it Christopher or Chris? I don't want to – sorry. It's, it's, so my name's Christopher, but you could definitely call me Chris. There's no issues at all with that, Bill. Uh, thank you for asking. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so usually when people reach out to me, it's because they they know that – they're either achieving at very high levels, but they know there's another level. Or they might be going through a difficult moment right now in any sense of the way. That could be in their business. That could be with their organizational structure. That, that could be with their personal life. So they approach me to really go to the next level. That's the main thing that people approach me. And they don't necessarily say it in that way, but it's something that they feel. So that's what they're approaching me. And then we put structures and systems in their place within their lives that helps them be a better business person, helps them be a better person at home, and so on and so forth. So the main thing really comes down to that. And there are some main factors that come into that as in, hey, you know, I want to hit this much financially for this trimester or for this year. Uh, I want to grow my organization to from five employees to 100 employees and so on and so forth. And then once we place the goals, we work towards it and put the strategy, the proper blueprint for them to succeed. Excellent. So people are saying, you know, I, I want to do better. I want to be a better person, be more productive, be reach some goals, that type of thing. And you help build a structure around it. Uh, now, I understand you, you transitioned from a, a real estate career to professional speaking and coaching. And I think a lot of people out there are thinking of a transition from one thing to another thing. How were you able to do that? Tell us about uh, your, your journey there in that transition. Yes, thank you, Bill, for that. And Honestly, it was a kind of funny transition as a bit like I mentioned, uh, I'm a learning disability advocate. So I was diagnosed at eight years old with dyslexia. 
And I went through an education system with that, and I managed to essentially work with that and become very successful, even though I had uh, dyslexia and I still have dyslexia. Now, why am I saying this? Is because when I was succeeding as a broker, my speech therapist that used to follow me in high school called me to ask me a question about uh, the property that she wanted to sell. And after a few minutes of talking, she's like, wow, Chris, it seems like you're doing very well. And I'm like, yes, absolutely, everything's going great. And she's like, I'm the keynote speaker at this event put together by the Learning Disability Institute of Quebec. I would love for you to come and tell us your story as a successful dyslexic entrepreneur. So I'm like, absolutely, we'll definitely do that. The same evening, Bill, she sends me an uh, email with the subject line, Chris, I don't think you should do this speech uh, because there's still a lot of people that have a negative misconception with learning disabilities and dyslexia. Now, I knew she was coming out of a place of love and a place of protection, but I told her, you know what, I'm going to call you Monday. I think I should be doing this speech, and we'll talk about it. So Monday rolls around, give her a call, and I tell her, listen, Brigitte, I'm like, if I am not doing this, I'll be fake, and I will not be helping the students that are on the school benches, and I'm not going to be helping the next generation. I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm like, I have to do the speech. And she's like, absolutely, I agree with you. I just want it to come from you. So this is the first time that I was going to go on stage. Initially, she told me there was going to be about 200 people. I walk into this room. There wasn't 200 people. There was over 1,000 people. Now, my heartbeat is going. I've never necessarily been on stage. I've prepared myself for that, but still didn't know what to expect. And once I got on stage, I realized in some way, shape, or form, almost like omens in your life, like the universe was preparing me for this moment. And the second that I, I got off that stage, just got great, great, great feedback. And I knew that that's what I had to shift my life towards. And from that moment on, I started working on a plan to how to leave brokerage and go into the speaking and the coaching industry, which I had no idea about. I didn't even know if I could make money within this. I was very successful in brokerage. And it was actually one of my coaches that saw me do that first speech. He's like, Chris, listen, you hired me to, to make you a top end real estate broker. He's like, that's not what we're going to do. He's like, you're a world-class speaker and coach. So that's how that transition kind of happened within my life. Wow. That's amazing. That's a great story. You know, it that's a life changer, right? When you walk out and all of a sudden you uh, go from an audience of a couple hundred to a thousand. That's that's a big number. Uh, and uh, so, how what steps did you take to overcome uh, your learning disability? Like I said, you you had it as a child. You still have it. But how, what have you learned along the way as far as dealing with it? And um, what what do you do? Yeah. So so essentially, for people that don't know what uh, dyslexia is, essentially it's a learning disability linked up with your reading and writing skills. Uh, it's not that I'm illiterate, far from it, but for me, reading demands a much more higher level of energy than, let's call it, somebody that doesn't have dyslexia. So because I was diagnosed at a young age, my parents, God bless them, saw that at eight years old, I was put in a proper school that had the proper structure. And what the main mm. thing was, I just learned how to learn for me. And that's what real education is. Everybody learns a different way. Once you figure out how you learn, then you have the proper tools and the structure to go about it then you're going to succeed. And there's a lot of actually successful entrepreneurs that are dyslexic, such as Richard Branson, such as Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, and uh, his colleague as well, the one that does uh, FUBU, uh, Damon John as well. So we have a dyslexics are like very inducively towards entrepreneurial because we see things a bit differently, like thinking outside of the box. Our brains are structured in a certain way that we see that. So what I have to do is really figure out what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, let me play within my strengths and let me hire my weaknesses. It's as simple as that. So for me, like I said, reading and writing is not necessarily my strength, but I have systems, especially with nowadays with technology. I have write to speech that I do a lot of that. I have things to read. I have my secretary. I have my team. Uh, all my blogs are essentially done by my copywriter. I know that my talent is 
is uh, speaking. So I do like, hey, I do my YouTube videos, do my content there, and then from there, I break it down with my uh, blog writer. So it's just figuring out what you're good at, do what you're good at, and hire the other people that are great at doing what they're doing that's going to help out, like, essentially the whole mission and vision of the organization. So that's kind of how I deal with it and go about it. Useful in, in life itself, in life in general. That's that's great. And you learn how to, um, how to you know, check yourself and when you need to and uh you know and when to when to trust that because like you said um it's it's only a disability in a certain structure i'm sure uh looking at things differently has been a tremendous asset for you in other other parts of your life um now how do you, when you work with individuals um how how did that you teach them how to hit their personal peak performance levels so yes i mean Bill, how do I, how do I, do that? obviously there's like a process behind that, but how to hit their peak level, honestly, a lot of it has to do with clarity. You kind of mentioned it like, hey, it's great for everybody, not just with it's likely to know their strengths and their weaknesses. That's linked up with clarity. So the first thing I do when somebody comes within one of my coaching programs with me or one of my coaches is that we look at their limiting beliefs. Number one thing we do, because every single individual, I don't care who you are, guy, girl, you're North American, you're from Africa, from wherever you are, everybody has limiting beliefs. And these limiting beliefs have been given to you through your, or your, where you're born, through your parents, and some things are being given to you by your self-belief. So we have to look at them, spot it out, and say, hey, is this right? Is this supporting me or it's not? Then take it up and replace it. So first thing we do is that. Second thing, we look at exactly what they want to do. What is the goal? How can we structure that goal to go get it? So we put a specific blueprint for their success, and then we start following it. Third thing, we put systems in place. Because the only way you're going to get this is through habits and rituals. If you have the proper habits, the proper rituals, that's what's going to give you the success. A lot of people think that, oh, my God, you become a millionaire because you did this one big thing or you did this one big deal. No, it's about doing the small things in a repetitive way every single day that's going to compound over time that's going to make you successful in every area of your life, not only business, in your spirituality, in your family, and so on and so forth. And then finally, you just get ready to create massive value to the marketplace create massive impact, which is going to bring you massive income. So those are like the four underlining. Obviously, we go in so much more depth and it's very personalized. But if you look at that four little like guidelines, you're going to hit it. You're going to succeed. There's no way around it. That's great. Very succinct. A, a good good overview of the system. And that's exactly what our listeners are looking for is, you know, how do, how do I do that? You've, you've told us the four great steps. You know, another area people are, you know, finding themselves dealing with a lot of stress these days. Uh, they want to increase their productivity and have more energy. And I hear from a lot of business owners who say, you know, when we first started off, remote working was great. We didn't miss a beat. Everything was fine. As time has gone on with COVID, it seems like people are, are, are need, need a little bit more of a shot in the arm. You know, they miss the coming into the office, the pep, the pep talks and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they're feeling more stressed out because things are happening around them. So give us some steps on dealing with um, stress and increasing productivity and having more energy. Cause it sounds like you have a lot. <laughs> yes, Bill. Uh, honestly, I love that question. And there's so many things I could talk about this until tomorrow morning, but you kind of got it spot on. Now it's, it's been a while that we're in this pandemic. And like you said, in the beginning, maybe it was cool. Like, Oh my God, I don't need to wake up and go in my car and drive and all that stuff. There was that, that aspect. Now that is kind of, you know, going off being like, hey, I'm back to a certain, you know, routine, which is being at home. And if you do not put the proper anchors within your life, even in your home, you're not going to succeed because there's too many 
things that could either attract you or, you know, take you out of your workflow and whatever the case is. Now, the best way to do so, I'm a huge fan. I'm a geek about human biology and more specifically your brain. You have to figure out how your brain works so you could use it to your advantage. That's the biohacking behind it. Now, why am I saying this? As you understand that there's moments within the day that you are so much more creative, that you are so much more energetic, you'll be utilizing these moments at a higher level. And this is, this is linked up with your brain waves. So you understand what are the best moments to do certain things within tasks. Now, if we're talking about energy, we talked about systems before, right? Moving once a day is a must. When we're talking about moving, it could be a workout, it could be going for a walk, it could be whatever. Because as you're doing that, once it's done, because your body's under pressure once you're working out, moving, walking, whatever, once you stop doing that, your, your body, your brain specifically, releases serotonin, which is the happy drug. So your energy level goes up. Second thing you could do as well is breathing exercises. So you could do box breathing, which if you guys don't know, essentially it's a four-second breathe out, four-second hold, and then a four-second exhale. These types of things are going to increase the oxygen within your brain. So you're not going to be as foggy and your energy level is going to go up. So it's understanding how to utilize this vehicle that the universe has given you, which is your body, to your advantage. If you're sitting down in the wrong way, if you're not putting yourself in the proper environment to be productive, it's because you just don't know how to do so. But once you have the proper structure, once you have certain support on that end, then you're going to succeed. It's understanding what is the environment that we're in. I hope that was clear, Bill. Did you get some some good uh, points from that? Oh yeah, I'm taking I'm taking notes like crazy. It's really really great stuff. I really appreciate the uh, the way you succinctly and and clearly bring bring the uh, the overviews to us. So, um, what are some of the common mistakes you find that people make when they're trying to transform their life? It's you know it's never easy for someone to go from uh, being a real estate professional to a professional speaker. What what what? What can derail that, and what can people do about that when they say, "I want to"? Because I'll tell you why. Let me t let me frame that, Chris. We have a lot of yeah. uh, we have a lot of baby boomer owners who are thinking, "Okay, I want to go from being a business owner. I want to exit my business, and I want to do something else significant with my life." But I don't know how to get from point A to point B, and I'm afraid I'll make mistakes along the way. So, what mistakes do people make, and, and how can uh, how can they deal with that? Okay. I love that. Thank you for bringing a bit more clarity so I'll be able to pinpoint and answer it a bit more eloquently on this end. First and foremost, to believe that you're not going to make mistakes is completely unrational. You are going to make mistakes, so just get ready for that. And mistakes are, in fact, just teaching you. So once you make a mistake, learn from it. It's a lesson. So right off the bat, don't ever think you're not going to make mistakes. I could talk to you until tomorrow morning about the mistakes that I did from leaving brokerage to becoming a professional speaker and how I would do it differently if I knew. But that's not what life is, right? So first and foremost, that's one. Second thing, you do want to diminish or minimize as much as possible the, the mistakes. How do you do that? You model. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. Model somebody else. So if you're looking at, hey, let me give you my example. I was, a pro, I was a broker. I went into the professional speaking field. I'm like, how this transition has been done before? Who has done it before? How have they done it? I model their business. How are they approaching it? How are they doing it? And then you look at what they've done and you do it. Now, another thing within this, once you're looking at this, this becomes like a very slippery slope here if you're not aware of it. Do not compare somebody's step 75 to your step 17. Like I could be looking at Tony Robbins right now, which in my eyes is one of the greatest speakers in my, in, like in my industry and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But sure. Tony, Robbins has, Tony Robbins has like 40 years of experience 
over than what I have. I'm 31. He's like double, almost double the years that I've existed. He's been doing the field that I'm in now. But was there a point that Tony Robbins was where I was? And the answer is yes. And does it mean that I'm going to become Tony Robbins? No, that's not the goal. I, not at all. My goal is to be who I'm going to be. And everybody should look at it that way. So when you're looking at it, understand that, listen, you're looking at it to learn about somebody else, to learn about what you need to do. Understand that where they are, they're at step 75, you're at step 17. And the doubts, the fears, the insecurity that you're feeling, everybody has felt it and everybody still feels it. Once again, you think Tony Robbins doesn't have insecurities? You think Tony Robbins doesn't have doubts even though he's a stud superstar? He does. He talks about it. Mm -hmm. But then the second Mm -hmm. that those doubts, those insecurities happen, he knows exactly what to do to shift his his, uh, psychology and his physiology because he's learned the body. He's learned the mind. This is what you need to do. We're not telling you how to get there. We're giving you the blueprint. It's like the same adage, you know, I'm not giving you a fish. I'm teaching you how to fish. Once you know how to fish and when you're hungry, just get up and you go fish. That's the reality. There you go. You know, and, you know, there's a great cartoon out there that everybody I'm sure has seen where it says this is how, this is how people think the greats uh, lives go. It's kind of a smooth arrow to the, t- to the up and to the right. And in, uh, in fact, it's more like a jagged arrow. And that's, that's actually uh, an icon you use for the logo for your peak performance greatness show, the, the podcast that you do. Tell us a little bit more about that. Who do you, who do you interview and why should our listeners uh, uh, listen to peak performance greatness show as well? What are they going to hear about? Bill, first and foremost, uh, thank you for that. Second of all, why am I saying that is because I'm actually surprised that you know about that because legit we're working on it and it's supposed to be launched in the next couple of days. So I'm guessing it's up on my website. My team's been working on it. So you're actually announcing me something that it's been up on my website. So this is a new podcast that we just started because like I said, everything for me is about that peak performance and everybody, I thoroughly believe everybody has some ideologies, some tricks, some methods that they could share. So I created this platform to get people to on the, the, the show and share what is their peak performance because everybody learns from everybody else. So if they've learned and they're talking about, hey, I've done this and this, how I live my peak performance, these are things that we need to share and learn about and I take notes as well. So I created that just to create an amazing community of high achieving entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs, wherever you are within your journey, and just to share information. So if you guys are interested, you could definitely go check out my website at ChristopherDedan.com, and you guys will see it there. If not, just go on PeakPerformanceGreatness.com, and it will direct you directly there. And if you're interested in being a guest, if you think you could bring some value, uh, 100%, you, you could sign up as well, and we'll get you through the process of potentially being a guest on our show. So that's what, what that aspect is, and it's legit just uh, just starting off. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be a great journey for you. You're gonna, you're gonna, as you, uh, as as I've been fortunate enough to listen to guests like you and, and take notes. It helps me and it helps our listeners, and it's a win-win for everyone. And, and I wish you all the best with that. Uh, what's the best way, otherwise, for our our listeners to get in touch with you, Christopher? Honestly, Bill, I mean, everywhere on social media, you could just follow me at Christopher Dedan. My family name is D-E-D-E-Y-A-N. The best place, if you want to learn more tricks about 
everything we talked about, about peak performance, about entrepreneurship, about personal growth, go check out my uh, YouTube channel. Once again, at Christopher Derian and on all the other platforms as well, I'm at, at Christopher Derian and you can go check me out on my website, ChristopherDerian.com. So that would be the best way. If you guys are interested to work either through one of my coaching programs or uh, one of my speakers or whatever the case is, once again, it's the website and we'll be able to direct you and hopefully support you to go to the next level. Well, excellent job today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure. I hope you'll come back a few months down the line. Let us know how the podcast is going uh, and share some more tips with our listeners because it's been a really fascinating interview. Thanks so much for joining me today. Bill, thank you very much. Whenever you want, <laughs> write me up and we'll, we'll definitely make it happen again. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.